0: welcome to By Design with Lynn and Danette. We're so glad you're here today. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette.
1: And our hope is that this will be a space where you'll find encouragement for your home and for
0: your soul. We have real conversations about God, interior design, and all the things we love. Our hearts are to encourage women to run their race, to keep their eyes on God, and somehow we managed to offer up some design advice for your homes in between. We share from our real-life experiences, and from time to time, we get to talk to some amazing guests. Today is one of those days we got to talk to Pastor Lionel Young, and he is our pastor here at Calvary Church in Valparaiso. He's just a brilliant man with a heart for God's people, and um, he's currently just finishing up his PhD. He's just brilliant, and so we get to talk to him about God's design and all of that, and we also get to talk about we had the privilege of redoing, remodeling his home study. Which is fun. So we'll talk about that in the design chat. Mm -hmm.
1: And hey, head over to our website, bydesignpodcast.com where you'll find links to all our shows and the things we talk about. And we even have some pictures, some design inspiration pictures for you there. Um, We also have links to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and even Pinterest now. So we have a Pinterest board where there's just easy links if you're a Pinterest person um, to some of the design stuff, some of the books, if you want to buy them, all that kind of stuff. And you can even listen to our show right there on our website or there
0: are links to subscribe via iTunes or your Android device. If you head over to iTunes, we would just really, really love, if you wouldn't mind, leaving us a review or a rating. If you go and leave a review, it just helps other listeners find podcasts and like-minded things that they're looking for. So head over there, look us up, we're By Design Podcast with Lynn and Danette, and leave a review. We would just love it. We actually are excited because if you leave a review this week on this episode, um... Tell them what we got, Danette.
1: Yes. Well, we just went and saw Bianca Oltoff in Chicago at a Rooted event, Rooted Chicago. And It was awesome. Yeah. It was so great. And so she has a new book out called Play With Fire. So good. It's so good. And um, y'all need to
0: buy it or leave us a review and you'll get it for free. Because she signed a copy for one of our By Design listeners. So we'll be giving that away if you leave a review this week on iTunes. Okay. Here we go. Well, today is a super fun day because we get to talk to our friend and pastor who is a theologian, so we actually can go there because we typically don't go there. (laughs) But um, welcome, Lionel.
2: Thank you. I'm really glad to be with you guys on this beautiful day.
0: Seriously, right? It's so gorgeous. Um, So... It was fun. A couple of, I guess it was last year, Danette and I actually got the privilege of like remodeling your home office, mm. your home study, which mm. was so fun for us.
2: And it was really fun for me because you guys know me and you know the things that I like. You know I love old world stuff. You know I love old architecture and English pubs and you were able to get me and put all that together and create a beautiful space for me to study
1: i have to say, though, it was a little weird um, because I really only see you at church, okay? And to be sneaking (laughs) around your house, because we were in there when you weren't home, (laughs) it was kind of fun but kind of freaky. So we were looking through your books, and then we took some selfies of ourselves, like hiding behind books. I think we sent that one to you.
2: Yes, it was was pretty funny. I think there was a picture of you holding up like a C.S. Lewis book, and your eyes were sort of hidden behind it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep,
1: uh, totally. It was fun, but... um, so why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your family, your background, your amazing education? Give us a little bit of Lionel
2: yes, um, I grew up in a uh, in American fundamentalism and um, met my high school sweetheart when uh, I was fifteen she was sixteen and we we both were were young fundamentalists and um,
0: you guys sound kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, I know. We,
2: it was really wild. We, In
0: your skirts and... Oh,
2: yes. We, we followed all the rules except for you weren't supposed to hold hands or kiss, and so we broke that rule. Um, I told her, look, honey, we can't break the rules, but she said, I really want to kiss you. So I said, okay, I'm willing to do that. Um,
0: As a good woman should, yeah, you know. Yes, exactly.
2: Uh, so we have three boys. Um and over the years through, God has brought about so many changes in our, our lives to uh, understanding how big the world is, how big the church is, how awesome He is. And of course, we are still followers of Christ. Um, we've lost some of that baggage uh, over the years. Um, Freedom. Yes, we have
1: been set free. Haven't we all, though? I, we've all got that baggage, right? Amen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just thankful. So we moved here six years ago. Actually, it was like six years ago this fall. We actually got to move here. And, um, so you're like a friend to us, but you're kind of my husband's boss too. Mm. And you're our pastor. Yeah. And, um, it's just been so fun. We got to share Thanksgiving with you guys and Mm. it's just, we've been blessed by the young family, but, Mm. um, we get to actually talk about, uh, you know, we love design interior design and all these things, but, uh, Lionel, well, can you kind of unpack that with us? Like, I know a lot of us either struggle with um, having guilt if we like nice things, mm-hmm. or wanting to have nice things in our homes, or mm. the places we work, or whatever it is. Um, could you maybe unpack a little bit about like God's design for us and His design for design in our lives, and just the foundation of that, and how how that started and why it's important? Yeah,
2: I think um, I, I would begin with a, a quote from a Swiss theologian. His name is difficult to pronounce, Hans Urs von Balthasar.
0: Wow, say that six times five. Yes, yeah, that's a difficult one to pronounce.
2: But I like what he said, and and I think this is a good place to begin. Every experience of beauty points us to infinity. That is, every experience of beauty ultimately points us to the beautiful one, to the Creator. And I think that any discussion of beauty has to take us back to Genesis 1 and take us back to the Creator. And so, He is the Creator of all beauty. He has designed this world in such a way that reflects His beauty, Uh, Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. the the skies the firmament showcases his beauty. I'm paraphrasing the Hebrew there, Mm -hmm. but um, I think that any discussion on beauty has to take us back to Genesis one. The beautiful one created a beautiful world and placed us in it. Mm
1: -hmm. Amen. Right, and I think ultimately that's how we truly enjoy things is when we bring it back to God and we find God in it. You think about people that have everything as far as money and things; they fall empty if you if you're not taking back to God, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like all of the things in the world, um, don't yeah, don't satisfy us. It's the Lord that satisfies. And you always say, Lionel, um, not to focus on the gift, right? But focus right. on the giver. Or, right. Oh, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. We, we don't, we, we enjoy the gift, but we don't worship the gift. We, mm-hmm. we, we worship the giver mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and our, our hearts, we, we have to be careful because I mean, we are sinners. And so our, at, at times our hearts are um, inclined to maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe enjoy or go from enjoyment to worship when it comes to, to the, the gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm reminded here of a... a, a I'm going to pull this out because I want to get it uh, right. Um, this quote from Augustine um, in his Confessions, he writes, There is indeed beauty... In physical objects, in gold and silver and all things, and all the things that we have around us in our in our world, um, and then and then he says, um, it is true that these lesser things have their delights, but none like my God, the Maker of all things. Mm-hmm. So so Augustine sees beauty in the world around him. He sees beauty in uh, uh, maybe a clothing designer, someone that designs clothing, uh, jewelry. A uh, beautiful piece of furniture, uh, not just not just what we would call nature, but even in the things that creative image bearers, and we could talk more about that later, have designed as reflections of God's beauty. Augustine sees beauty in all of those things, gives us permission to enjoy them, but then says, as 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 Balthasar reminds us. These beautiful things should always point us to infinity, to the creator of all things, so that we enjoy these things, but we enjoy and delight in God even more.
0: I love that. So, I love how we're all gifted too differently, you know, like in our design, like Mm. God designs us Mm. as image bearers differently to carry out different purposes and different callings. Some of Mm. us do have design in our backgrounds or just the way God's made us and wired us. and. We see details, and those things matter differently. Mm. Um, I just love how that's just so that also points to God's goodness and his design of making sure that everything's covered, like he covers all of his bases that way i I love that
2: yes and and you, as you, uh, you you look at the the biblical narrative, you look at exodus for example chapter twenty five and you see how God has given these. People, certain abilities to, in some cases, work with stone or wood, um, or even design beautiful fabrics for the priests, mm. which were intended for beauty, absolutely, the, 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 absolutely intended for beauty. Um, you you see that God has, He just put us together differently and 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 in such a way so that there is all kinds of beauty not just beauty but all kinds of beauty uh, around us
0: um it makes me think it's funny because when we were talking about this before we were talking about that out of exodus 25 and how um like god told moses to tell the people to bring a sacred offering Mm. you know and some of those people he said like tell the ones that are wanting to bring them like their hearts are wanting to bring them, mm. to bring them. And some of them will bring thread, and some of them will bring mm-hmm. gold and silver and these mm. different things for the tabernacle. Mm. But not all of them could. Right. Just the ones that could, you know, or that right. felt it in their hearts to give like that. And he takes such um, care of seeing the details, you know, the beauty in those details, and none of it's wasted or lost. And
2: Right. And, and to really appreciate... Um, fact that God has gifted us all differently. Um, uh, God has gifted Kurt in such a way that he can write beautiful music and he can play beautiful music and he can sing beautiful music. And that's the way God has put him and together. I can't. And yes. I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I I was in Cambridge this summer and I I, um, I thought uh, as I got up in the morning of studying one of the ancient colleges there and uh, I saw the guy watering the flowers every morning. Um, and well, a couple of thoughts came to my mind. One is, boy, if they asked me to do that, the flowers would be dead pretty quickly. Uh, cause I just don't know how to do that. So, you know, I just, mm-hmm. they'd be dead. So, uh, but I love beautiful flowers and I'm very glad that he knows what he's doing. But the other thought that came to mind is, you know, the college pays somebody mm-hmm. to water flowers what does that tell us about beauty? Mm Because do we need flowers? No, but we crave the beauty. Mm -hmm. And so every morning I walked on this beautiful campus, um, beautiful flowers, beautiful landscaping, beautiful architecture. And of course, that did a lot for my soul. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to, to know that, yes, God has put people together differently, where maybe it's architecture, maybe it's horticulture flowers maybe it's um, music art poetry uh, and and this enriches our lives in so many different ways in ways we don't even think about sometimes it enriches our lives
1: yeah and I also think there's so many so many people out there that don't have maybe those gifts but mm. they have to remember that they were created in the image of God, and he gave everyone something special when he made them. You know, mm. it, it, might be, it might not be the gift that um, designs a building, or, you know, people look at themselves and think, I don't know, that there's nothing there, that they don't have this gift, but they're looking outward. They need to look at how God made them, you know?
2: Exactly. Well, and I think that... Um Sometimes people are surprised when they they hear they, they hear about someone that's really gifted in, in in a particular area that those people have insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to feel really bad that I was so bookish that I loved old libraries mm-hmm. and I loved uh, studying and uh, I loved discovering new things and then teaching those things. And uh, I remember someone saying to me, "How could you feel bad about that?" And I said, "Well, I." I I'd like to be more like that pastor. He's so hip and cool and just man, he he always wants to be around people all the time. And sometimes I want to hide so I can go study. Um I, I do love people as well. But my, it's a balance. Yeah, exactly. My my point is uh that each of us have been gifted in some God's put us together like you know, we have fingerprints, right? Each of us has been gifted in some way, and every one of us can Put the beauty of God on display in some way in our lives, Amen. Um, and and yes, you you ladies have been um, just gifted, and and you you can design things that I mean. I remember when we were doing my study, and you came in and said, "Well, let's do this, 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 that." Uh, let's not do this, and I thought, no, "I don't, I'm not seeing it." And then you put it together, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is amazing!" So that's a gift God's given you, and. Um, And uh, I'm smart enough to know I need uh, all these different gifts and these people in my life.
0: Right. Like we need to balance each other out. That's where the community, the design of community is just so beautiful too that we all do have that gift and I can't sing. So I married a singer and I have music in my life. Oh, we could all do that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that's great. Um, Where do you think that balance is where our spaces or our places of worship or wherever we're spending time? Where do you think the balance is of we could go all out because God is mm-hmm. ultimate. He is, you know, omnipotent. He is, mm-hmm. you know, no eye can see, no ear can hear. Like no one can fully understand or comprehend God and yet we're called to to worship Him. Mm-hmm. And so how do we do that in our spaces without, you know, either going to the, there's two ditches, you know, like we'll say like all we right. could either go all out and, have everything ornate and beautiful, or we could be more like the Puritans and living simply. And it could be in our hearts, we have pride on both sides, you know, of Mm -hmm. either we're proud that we can get by with so little and look at how much we're giving God then in other areas. And Mm -hmm. so where do you think that balance can be?
2: Well, I think it's a, that's a really good question. And um, uh, a couple things I would say Um, one, I, I, I think we, 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 we can't necessarily um, confuse beauty with extravagance and say that they are one and the same. As you will know, sometimes there is beauty and simplicity and sometimes less is more as the expression Absolutely, goes. Absolutely, Yeah.
0: So <laughs> we use that expression a lot. <laughs>
2: yes. So we don't have to necessarily spend a lot of money for beauty. Uh, it, may actually require a greater sacrifice, and that's the sacrifice of creativity. Um, you know, it might be easier for some people to write a check than to be creative. I think that this this call to be creative reflects who we are as image bearers. Mm. God created creators. We're image bearers, created right. in the Imago day. So, I, I, I do think that we, we, we might want to just say to people, look, w- when we're talking about beauty, we don't necessarily mean spending a lot of money. Um, now, we, 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 we do mean spending some money on beauty. And um, I'm, I'm immediately, you know, thinking here of um, Mark chapter 14, where while Jesus was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume Mm. made of pure nard, and she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. And some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages. Think about that. (laughs) And the money given to the poor, and they rebuked her harshly. Now my my first point here is that there there probably will always be people who will criticize us for spending money on something that is beautiful. They they will say well that's a waste. It's usually inconsistent. However, if you look at their own lives, they're probably spending money in certain areas that we might say that's a waste. So my 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 point is that we're, we're probably always going to be criticized. You know, well, why do we need a beautiful why do we need a beautiful stained glass in the church? Isn't that a waste? Why do we need a cross in the church? Isn't that a waste? I mean, so I think that um, Jesus doesn't necessarily directly respond to their criticism. Um, he just says what she's done is good. Um, leave her alone. You're bothering her. She has done a beautiful thing to me. Mm. This is beautiful that right. she has shown her love to me in this way by... It was an, worship. It was an act of worship.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, so, I think that there are always going to be people who might be critical. My, my point is that we can't take our cue from the critics who will say, that's a waste. I think to answer your question, I think this is where the community is very helpful. where we get together and we decide, you know, maybe that's a little too much. let's let's not spend that much on that item. let's um I, I think that this is where the community is important, right. Friends, family, the church community decide, you know, we do need to spend money on beauty that's important because it glorifies God. And let me also say this as a side note, beauty is one of the ways we serve other people, so there's not just a vertical dimension. Back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, we love God and we love others, that's the whole purpose of our life. And so I can create a beautiful, as you did, you you, you served me, you created a beautiful place for me to study. That was an act of worship to God and an act of service to your neighbor. And so creating a beautiful place for people to come and sit down and have a cup of coffee with you is not only an act of worship to God, but it's an act of service to others. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna make a, a nice space for someone to come and sit down, enjoy, have a coffee, rest, study, whatever it is that they need to do.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that just gets me all excited in scripture is how God is in those details. So he is so specific when, you know, he was telling um, what was it in Exodus about the lampstand? Yeah. And, you know, even, um, the table, the altar, all of it, mm. you know, those, he specifically named materials and sizes yes. and finishes. And to me, that's interior design. Exactly. I get so excited. Like, I, cause I've been through periods where I feel like, um, you know, if I'm working on a project and we're s- spending all this money on buildings and this and that, I sometimes get caught in the thinking like, I feel like I'm just spending my time designing things. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's a waste of money because it's not helping people. But yet God cares about those details in buildings and places. And, um, you know, they take people somewhere and they function in a way that can change people's lives in in and of themselves. You know, but it's like, I don't know, sometimes we get lost in that. At least I do. And I think that design is... um, you know, just for the eyes and not for the soul. You know, Lynn, what you were saying about um, our homes and our places, they are a reflection of of who we are, who God made us to be, how we worship. You know what I mean? Like what we hold.
0: Absolutely. And I think it says something about God. Like when somebody comes into my home, I want them to feel loved and comfortable and I want them to to see God in, in my home. Well,
2: and I think if I can um, maybe provide a, a little more clarity on on this Please um, do. <laughs> I, I think that the, um, the the two the the two motivations for beautiful design are for at least from the Christian perspective love for God mm-hmm. and love for others That's right. and if you, if you if you look at the tabernacle as you mentioned it's a, it's a great illustration there was a, there was a vertical dimension. that's we want this to be a place where people connect with God. But there was a, a horizontal uh, dimension as well. This is a place of usefulness so that we can serve others. Um, we want to make it uh, usable. It's not just a place where people come and, and, and focus on God. It's also a place where people connect with each other. It's a, and, and so my, my point is that when you're designing a beautiful space, uh, yes, you're you're showing the beauty of God, but you're also serving people. You're you're serving that person that's going to study. You're serving that. Um, you're you know, my wife does a, a great job of just making our house such a cozy place. And so I come home and I just it's clean, it's organized, it's it's homey. Uh, there's a certain look I like, and I come home and that. It does something for me. It ministers to me. And maybe we've—you probably have had this experience of um, maybe staying in a dumpy hotel, <laughs> and you felt yep. like, yeah, we all have, right? And uh, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, dirty. and 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 you felt worn out afterwards. And oh, and and then uh, maybe staying in a not necessarily a high end, but something a place that's absolutely beautiful, mm-hmm. and there and you afterwards you feel like very, that was very refreshing. Well, what just happened? Well, somebody took the time to design a space that would refresh me, that would bless me. And so, my point is that our our design is intentional, uh, intentionally not only an act of worship to God, but an act of service to others. One of my friends said to me, who just, the church just went through a, a large expansion project, he said, we should serve people through our architecture, in other words, we, we in our architecture, we're thinking about how can we love our neighbor. Those were his words. How do we love our neighbors with our architecture so that when people drive by our church or our house or when people are invited to our spaces, somehow
1: we bless them? And people, you know, the church is the people, right? It's not the building, but if you make the building something inviting where your people can come together and feel comfortable just spending time like we don't have to just go to church on Sundays it could be a place where we're you know like sitting in the park throughout the week or you know having sitting in the lobby and just having conversation it doesn't have to be this formal rigid thing that we do once a week it can be a place where we do life you know Um, but we can you know spaces have a way that they break down barriers you just have to put the right touches in the right layers and it doesn't have to be um cost tons of money it doesn't have to be filled with lots of things you can do it in just real intentional specific ways so yeah i right you think
2: about you think about what i um you know I, i i love some of the beautiful places uh uh, of worship in Europe, uh, especially the ones right inside of large cities, and you think about the difference of a sidewalk versus a fence. Uh, what the that communicates with with architecture, and both probably cost about the same. In fact, one might argue that a fence, if it's a certain oh, yeah, type of fence, could, could cost absolutely. a lot more. But what does the sidewalk? What does the sidewalk? Uh, through the church yard communicate uh, and what does it do and you'll 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 see that in some of these places that the church becomes a place where people in the community walk through and enjoy even the beauty of it and it's a way to serve the community and again this requires some creativity not necessarily more money in some cases it might require a little bit of money but some creativity it's a way where we love our neighbor as well as we uh, exalt this God that we worship,
0: and that's a heart posture, right? Like of of us as image bearers. Like if our hearts are, um, if that's our desire to truly love God and love others, then these things will matter to us,
2: Lindsay. That is that is so important because when when we when we sit down and you know we've got some amazing people working on our team right now designing our our uh, expansion project. It's not just how can we fit 2,000 worshipers into this this building, but how can we serve our church community that we love so much? And it begins there. It begins, we want to serve others. And that the, the, when the heart is there, boy, the team can really work together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the same is the, the case for the, the stay-at-home mom. How can I serve my my family by creating um, a great space for them to be? It, it, how can I serve them?
0: And maybe it's just doing laundry.
2: Exactly. Seriously,
0: Like maybe it's just like, let's keep the laundry kept up. Or maybe it's asking for help to do the laundry. <laughs> or putting the laundry away. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh mercy! Yeah, your wife would be good at that. Yes, she (laughs) would be. She would be
2: very good at that. And of course, I'm not suggesting that our houses have to be like these museums. No, I, I, you know, I.
0: But it does the 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 heart of us though it can attract right. Like if we have a true heart of wanting to serve our husbands, our wives, our kids, our our bosses, whatever it is that that's attractive, that's alluring to people.
2: And let me preach to the guys for just a minute. Um, you know. The um, one of the ways we serve our wives and our families is by making sure that some of those re- we take care of some of those repairs that need to. It's not a matter of fixing that piece of trim; it's a matter of loving my wife.
0: That's right.
1: Um, uh, preach.
0: <laughs>
1: and if you think about, you know, God's design of the world, He was so specific in the way He made
0: things—the
1: hmm. colors in the sky, in the trees. And, you know, the flowers that grow and bloom, he didn't make everything gray and bland. Um, he made it for us to enjoy. And I think in your home, in your church, in your place of work, any any space like that, you, you know, when you are layering it with things that um, bring you joy or or tell a story about who you are, um, it just makes you live a better, fuller life. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in and healthcare when you're talking about designing for healing. You know, part of that is, you know, they think they've you know, people are talking about healing design and you bring the outside in and everything. Mm. But I always like giggle to myself because I'm like, Oh yeah, that's God's design. You know, yeah. like he put those colors in that palette together yeah. and he knows that it does something to our bodies and our souls that's part of the the healing process because hello,
0: it's God's like, I don't know. That's what I, it's like mind blowing. Like really, when you start thinking about that, you like, how far can you go with that? That's, Mm. that's big to think that he created us in the universe and this is all the point back to him. Like it all points back to him at the end of it. It's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, And, and um, you know, at Calvary we often ask these questions where the answer is yes. Is it this or is it that? And the answer is yes. Um, and um, let's take food, for example, how God designed us. Uh, do we eat to strengthen our body, or do we eat because it's enjoyable? And the answer is yes. And God God could have created it in such a way that, you know, it was like going to the gas station to fill up your car. I don't know that my car says, oh, this is really good. It's just, you know, <laughs> um, so, I mean... But he didn't design us that way. I mean, there's a certain, there, there is, in fact, almost all these senses are engaged when we eat. I mean, we smell it, we see it, we taste it, and yet it also strengthens our body. So, there is something about, he created the world not to be completely utilitarian, um, in the sense that this just meets a need. Um, this also does something else for me, uh, and it may be, if we want to talk about needs that there are... that that the needs are greater than just, um, I need a place to sit, but maybe I need a beautiful place to sit. Um, but I, I think something that you said earlier was that when we, when we talk about this way of serving people, let's, let's talk about serving the entire person and taking in consideration all of their Wants, desires, and needs. So, this is a, a great way to serve the entire person that uh, someone in a retirement facility or someone in a home where they're re- recovering. Do they need a bed and walls and a nightstand? Yes. But could we serve them in greater ways by giving them, putting more beauty around them? And make their lives better in some way, and I think the answer is yes, I really do. And I, I want to mention just before I, I before we finish, um, something about the evangelistic impact of beauty, um, that that our our lives should be lived in such a way. We're not talking about perfection, and you guys know me. I mean, I'm, I'm great with like, hey, we're messy. Our lives are messy. Uh, we're sinners, but living our lives in such a way I think here very clearly of Titus chapter 2 where we are putting the gospel on display we are we are the, the Greek word is cosmeo to make the gospel beautiful to put cosmetics if you will that's a crude expression but but it's it's we we are making the gospel beautiful by our lives and um, I think that this is vitally important not only for our lives but for the church corporate I'm reminded of what um one theologian said. The fact is, God is beautiful and the church is hiding this. And we we can't afford to um we, we, we have to take beauty seriously if we believe God is beautiful, mm. and if we believe that unbelievers are watching our lives, and they are. They're watching our lives, and we have to take beauty seriously because God is beautiful, and we can't hide that beauty. Uh, C.S. Lewis said one of the things for years that was a turnoff for him was that whenever he thought of the church, he thought of ugly architecture, ugly music, and bad poetry. That's what came to mind. Mm. And um, we because we love God... Um, and we are concerned about the gospel, we have to take beauty seriously. We can't hide the beauty of God. I, I think that, that there is, with our generation, a greater awareness of, and there are probably historical reasons for this that we won't go into right now, but um, there's a greater awareness of our need for and our desire for beauty, whether it's uh, uh, graphic design, whether it's photography, uh, what the graphics look like on a website, they will. People will say, "Yes, I'm going to go there," or "No, I'm not. I'm not going. i never Absolutely. going there," based on what it looks like, um, the spaces that we're in. Um, I think that there is a renaissance of that, and um, and again, I don't think that we. It, it, it all has to looks like look like a King's College in Cambridge, mm-hmm. although that's beautiful. Um um we'll go and enjoy it, but we're not trying to recreate that here Right. Right, But it
0: really did stir something in you. Like it you does. know what I mean? Like we sat there for I don't know how long and it you just yeah. while well, the sun was setting, like it was oh, just beautiful. Is, it, it does, yeah. it stirs your affections that God is good. Yes. And right. I will give thanks for this moment. So And
2: I do think um boy. Revelation twenty one. That's right. Uh I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And how does John describe it? Like a bride coming down an aisle, just beautifully adorned for her husband, and and I'm just imagining the husband looking at his bride and going, "Yeah, oh yeah, I I want that." Uh, this is the image that we're given in Revelation that it's gonna be beautiful. So I think this evangelistic impact, this this um. And, and it does fall under, we said love for God with our design, but love for neighbor. It does fall under that second category of how do I show this world how beautiful God is. And and again, I don't think it has to be um, our our you know um, we're we're in ministry, so our our home our home for example is is simple, but it's beautiful. It's not extravagant, but it's beautiful. And Stacey and I wouldn't feel actually, we wouldn't feel comfortable in something extravagant. We just wouldn't, we wouldn't enjoy it that much. We would feel like it's a waste, and we would feel like everybody's staring at us, which we don't particularly like. So, um, we we but but it's homey, It's 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 simple. It's elegant. You guys have figured that out for us, and we appreciate it very much. But I do think that evangelistic component is important. Mm-hmm. Let's not hide the beauty of God.
0: Amen. I love it. So, Lionel, before you go, can you tell us um, two things that you're just loving right now? It can be something you're reading or watching, or like a product you have or technology. What are two things that you are just loving?
2: Well, okay, I'll tell you. the f- The first thing is my wife and I are really getting into watching Office reruns. Okay, oh. I'm, I'm just going to say yeah. we need to laugh. I I, I, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I mean,
0: at the end of the lo- day, man, we we is
2: I know. I mean. <laughs> That may not be what you're looking for in your pastor, but but we you know you know 20 minute office reruns, and we just say you know what we need to laugh. I mean, life can be so heavy, so serious. Some of the things that we carry around, and so that's been uh, that's been uh, doing it for us. We've been having a lot of laughter, and then um, I'm finishing up a, a, a project on. Uh, Uh, The history of of missions, um, which is very fascinating to me, and so that's something um, I'm personally enjoying, um, that uh, I just find that the rich history of the Christian church to be just absolutely um, amazing. Um, I'm trying to think of something that would be better than that, but those are the you two things You know what, on though? That's mind. you. That's yeah. good.
0: And that's why we're all created differently. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's very different. In fact... I wouldn't uh, have know, chose that. Yeah. So. You know,
2: what's also is... Uh, also, uh, I think, uh, important to point out is that my wife and I are different. I mean, we... She's like, you know, you want to go do an old library for a day, go have at it. I know that just does it for you. Uh but that's not her and to appreciate that, you know, she's into knitting with my my uh, our daughter-in-law. Oh, and she's got, good. Uh, that, Your my, daughter-in-law, she, she's she is she's amazing. Really good at that. Yeah, she's got a, her own little blog and podcasts and everything and she is really good at that, and so my wife has got oh, into knitting with that. Molly. About,
0: that gives me hope too. I love hearing that because I've got we have three sons too, and yeah. so like to see like your daughter in law and your wife having that. I just yeah. love that. It's just so sweet,
2: and and it works well for us because one of the things I love to do is take in a few innings of a ball game at night. I love the 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 having a ball game on, uh, the, just the the sound of baseball and just even the commentators and so forth. And it's a little boring, but. So Stacy sits there and knits. I watch a, a few innings of a baseball game. Um, into the Cubs right now, of course. Um, and uh, uh, we we always watch one office rerun, and then maybe we watch a ball game. And I'll do some reading, and she'll do some knitting. So just sounds like the perfect life, doesn't it? It's not. Oh, I can yeah. assure you. <laughs> I'm sure there's
0: never anything else going on. Uh, oh,
2: but I, I, I do want to say uh, just uh, just a personal note here. I. Um, I love uh, the church that I pastor. I just absolutely um, love being the pastor at Calvary. And we're, this is, we just started 20 years here this week. And, um, and, you know, as the church has gotten larger, we've grown, you know, beyond 15, pushing up to that 2,000 mark. I would say um, my love for the church community has only gotten deeper. Um, and I find people to be so fascinating. All the different stories and how God, mm. how you guys became friends. We have to see God in that.
0: Oh, and if we don't, we're missing something like that. Like you know, like we need to wake up to yeah. see God in that. And I'm so thankful that and it's awesome. that
2: as the, the the teacher tells us in Ecclesiastes is beautiful. Mm. That even the way God designs the ebb and flow of life, there's beauty in that. He uses the word beauty. Um. Mm. You don't have to look very hard to find it. It's everywhere throughout the pages of scripture from Genesis 1 all the way to Revelation 1 21. We see the beauty of God and we see the beauty of God in the grand drama. We see the beauty of God in people and relationships. Uh, we see it everywhere and uh, it should cause us to constantly bring praise to the most beautiful being in the universe.
1: I'm not, I don't have anything else to say <laughs> oh, after that.
0: Perfect. We're going to throw our mics on the floor. <laughs> and drop the mic. <laughs> Seriously, thank you, Lionel. We love you. If you guys want to read more of Lionel, he has a blog. We'll link to that on the website. And also, you can read his book, It's Wonderful, A New Kind of Missionary. We'll be linking to that on Amazon. So thanks, Lionel, for coming.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So we were asked to remodel... Lionel's uh, home study. Yes. And at his home. Um, so the crazy, like the thing for that us at his house is they had already taken the room off their kitchen. That was in the house design. Like when it was first, you know, floor plan layout, it was the dining room. Um, and he always, they didn't need an extra dining room. They had an eating kitchen that mm-hmm. worked well for their family. So they always just, um, he's always used that as the home office So they Mm -hmm. it did need some updating though for him,
1: yeah. And you know, Lionel, I'm sure you just listened to yeah. And so Lionel loves spaces. Yeah, well, he loves old (laughs) world things, and Mm -hmm. he has um, he really cares about
0: the. I don't know. He's a professor type. Like I I picture. Okay, just so you can picture it, we're gonna have a picture of him. But like he is Henry Higgins from My Fair Lady. Have you seen My Fair Lady with Audrey Hepburn? Yes. Okay, so Professor Henry Higgins, you know... <laughs> he's so high. right. And so, like, when yeah. I was picturing, like, remodeling his home office, I was picturing doing that, like, making yeah. it, like, Henry Higgins because mm-hmm. of that Richwood. wood. Um, he has thousands upon thousands of volumes of books, whether mm-hmm. they're commentaries and theological and biographies and, like, just... Right. He's got thousands of books. Mm-hmm. So we knew we had to give him ample storage, um... For that, yeah, and he has his very own library, mm-hmm. that right? Yeah, literally so, surrounds him now.
1: Yeah, we, um, you know, th- basically it was just an uh, empty space. So they, it did have a, a, a little built-in area with like a countertop and some woodwork, um, but we basically took that out and built all new, like dark. Um, it was dark painted, kind of dark gray ish mm-hmm. black. Um, library shelving all around above the door floor to it, ceiling yeah we made it look like an old library den it is it was just
0: uh, and we had a uh, the contractor that did it for us he did like some faux paneling on the walls that were still exposed that didn't work for you know that they couldn't be shelving on like he made it all work so it seemed seamless all yeah, the way around so, mm-hmm. and he did beautiful just the trim and crown mold right, yeah. all of it it was just beautiful
1: yeah yep he's a, a guy from our church his name's Johnny Roker. We call him Johnny Rocker. And we'll share a link <laughs> Well, to he's him. got he, his
0: own company now. He's yeah. he was did a great job. It's and called Rocker Construction. I it think. is called yeah. Rocker, yeah. Um he's yeah, he was great. And then I loved like the fact that, you know, in this house, it, it was built back in the nineties. Um, so there was a lot of the honey oak trim and the doors were honey oak. And so that was gonna be like they we didn't have a budget where we could just all of a sudden redo you know, all the doors and trim where your line of sight could see, you know. We had to make it work with the existing home and we struck a great balance, I think.
1: Right. Yeah. It works together. So we have, um, a, you know, a mix of the dark wood and then the existing wood doors, but it's really cool. And it totally works. Like when
0: we kept the backs of the, of the bookshelves, the honey oak, like he just stained them to match the trim. So they just kind of peek through with the books and it was just enough to just make it, it would look completely intentional.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. And the other thing was like Lynn mentioned, there wasn't a big budget. I mean, he's our pastor, you know, it's not like he could, spend a a whole bunch of money on a home office. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we basically had someone build woodwork, had built some bookcases. We bought a rug, a desk.
0: Oh, we found a gorgeous desk at World Market. And I've actually, we've used that now for two clients, that same desk. Mm -hmm. It's great. And and
1: two pastors,
0: right? Oh, and they're pastors too. Yeah, Yeah.
1: look at that. Yeah, and um, a light fixture. Those were really the only things. And he used an existing chair. Mm -hmm. Um, But so...
0: And you we know, used his stuff. Like he had collected things over his travels and his time. And with the books, they just make the impact. Like when you walk in that room, it's just mm-hmm. really cool.
1: Yeah. So anyway, um, I wrote a post about it on um, my personal blog. And so we'll share a link to that. And you can go read about the whole thing. And see all the was, pictures before yeah. and after. And mm-hmm. it
0: was so fun. It was. So.
1: And I remember just at the beginning when we went into his office, we like prayed over this project. Oh, you yeah. We wanted our pastor to be blessed. We wanted God to help us come up with a solution where he could study and use his gifts to fully, you know, know,
0: bless the, teach and
1: preach and do, you know, clearly what he was born to do. So yeah,
0: it was great. Mm -hmm. It really was like a fun project. So
1: it, God really designed it. We just, he
0: did used us, put it into action. So amen. Well, thanks for listening with us today. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you leave a review so you can be entered to win one of those books. I'm talking to you. (laughs) Bye.